Hey friends, this is The Commute. We're two Aussies stuck in quarantine in New York City. My name's Adam. And my name's Ruben. And on this week's episode, we're going to talk about social distancing. Hey Rubes, you know about social distancing? I found out about social distancing the hard way. You're a goddamn expert now, aren't you? I'm an expert. I think everyone's an expert now. Was it a term that existed before? Social distancing. I mean, I know the two words do, but as a term, have we just created that term for this pandemic? Yeah, it's a new word. It's like YOLO and OMG. It's one of the new fashion words. I was actually thinking today, you know, at the end of the year, they always use the number, the, the number one Google term. Is the commute? Well, aside from that, is uh, it's got to be it's got to be a three-way tie between the commute Social distancing and Corona, right? Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling, mate? Being uh, hold up. So for for the listeners, I'm we're, we're doing this the socially responsible way and the socially distanced way. Adams hold up in his uh, in his palatial is it palatial? I think it's palatial. Palatial from our last studio. Our, his palatial studio. I wouldn't call it palatial. I'm by myself and you. I'm looking at you on a screen somewhere far away. I miss you, man. I miss touching your face. I miss shaking your hand. I miss patting you on the bottom, you know, miss giving you a kiss on the cheek. There are many things uh, wrong with the current pandemic and uh, we are by no means the worst affected, but that is something that I miss as well, mate, getting a little pat on the bum. Oh, mate, it was the best part of my day and now... How are you giving yourself same? I'm actually uh, meditating every day and still, even though you're, you're allowed outside to exercise, so I'm going for runs, going for bike rides. Every, every time the sun shows its face, I get outside on the balcony and soak it up. Um, you're in, you're in Brooklyn, right? And people in Brooklyn don't stop for anything, right? People, people like to go out and do a lot of things. Are you seeing a lot more people? Are you seeing people outside running? Well, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people outside at the park. Um, there's people on the street, it's not necessarily that there's less people out. It's that the the vibe is a little weird. Like no one smiles at you. You're in Brooklyn. Is the vibe vibe always weird? Ah man, not in my neighborhood. I'm like my neighborhood's great. Like I don't know. No, no. So the the vibe is weird on the street, and I'd imagine everyone in New York's experiencing it to some extent. But people are getting out and 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 exercising and stuff. I rode my bike into the city like a week ago and downtown was like pretty dead empty, which was crazy. But back to your question, how am I staying sane? I only set one rule, man, and that is no trash TV. If you tell yourself you're not allowed to watch trash TV, you all of a sudden have so much time to like do other things, whether it's things on your to-do list or call somebody or play a game or whatever, just no trash TV. What's the threshold for that? One man's trash TV is another man's masterpiece, right? That's exactly right. I To start with, I'm not watching anything I wouldn't watch when I was too busy to watch TV. So I'll watch your Westworlds and Hunters and Rick and Morty and Bob's Burgers and a good movie or two, but I- Can I just sidebar one minute on Westworld? If you're Westworld producers, actually, if you're a producer of any TV show whose season started last week, as terrible it is as it is what's happening with uh, the coronavirus, it is an ideal time- Ratings are going to go through the roof. To be debuting your season. Correct. Because there's literally nothing else you can do right now. 
Also, can you believe that we've gone three or four minutes without having talked about the Tiger King? We should have opened this fucking I episode. Seen with... it, mate. I've not you seen, seen the, Tiger. the Tiger King. No, and I've been told. Oh. I, I've been told from the interweb that that has to be the next thing I watch. Holy shit, dude! I, I actually want to like just stop recording right now and just sit here and wait for you. Should I just should we just do this pod? Me watching the Tiger King. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard it's wild though. I've heard. Mate, I don't know how Netflix does it. How do they find these weird people? I saw the trailer like a week or so ago when it came out and I thought, okay, looks interesting. Wait a minute. It's seven episodes. No fucking way is this worth seven episodes of my time. There just could not be a story compelling enough to have seven episodes of it. And I'll tell you what, it was compelling in spades, man. Does this follow the standard Netflix formula of we found a really weird guy and a weird family, some weird stuff happened and someone died, but you don't know how? I don't know if I'd call that a standard Netflix formula considering how much shit is on there, but... Well, you haven't seen Parks and Rec? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, this guy, Joe Exotic, and that bitch, Carol Baskin. Joe Exotic is from Tiger King? Because I keep seeing the name on Instagram. I just don't know what the hell Dude, I mean. this is oh. why I'm blowing out that you haven't... So I don't even want to do this podcast with Do you, you want right? to know why? I'll tell you why, right? I live in a household where my Netflix account is shared. Or my, my Netflix viewing especially in these quarantine times between 6 p.m and 10 p.m is a shared activity between the wife and i with the exception of hbo when i watch westworld which she has absolutely no interest in the rest of the stuff the, the between 6 and 10 you have to work out what you, your couple shows are right and and whilst we want to see the tiger king it hasn't like made it up the top of the list yet listen mate i noticed something about you is that every time you want to blame something on your wife your voice changes, the cadence changes. You get into this like somber tone, like old man on a rocking chair. It's like, well, <laughs> at the Surya household, between the hours of six and 10, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you both should be watching this show. Get enough of that. Six o'clock to 10 o'clock is wife time. How do you think, can I ask a question? Is it just because Netflix makes so much stuff that they're just going to find these little morsels? Oh yeah. Why is it that they've been finding all these shows that all, all these stories that no one's like worked out? Because if you throw enough shit at the wall, something's bound to stick. And this Tiger King shit is going to stick around for a while. I'll tell you what, Halloween is only like six or seven months away, but there's going to be so many Joe Exotics. I'm going to be one of them. All right, actually, you'd make it. I've seen the picture of him. I think you'd make it really good. seems like it's 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 right in your wheelhouse. Dude, I can't even share in this with you right now. Let's change the all subject. Right. I've had enough of this. We'll do another one. We'll do the next part after I've watched it, and then you can share all the in-jokes. How are you keeping sane during quarantine times slash living with this horrible woman who doesn't let you choose what to watch between 6 and 10 p.m. I actually think, and I was telling, uh, talking to my wife about this the other day, I actually think that this actually provides a pretty rare opportunity where, aside from your work, and of course this isn't uh, taking into consideration all the folks who are actually on the front line dealing with this, who, whose lives are actually a lot busier now than they used to be. Um, but for the rest of us who are at home, outside of when you're actually working i feel like it it provides a bit of an opportunity for me to do things that i wouldn't have otherwise had time to do like like things things that you keep putting off on your you know if i had time i would do this whereas now you're not really worrying about you, you don't have this other thing that distracts you to go out and hang out with your mates uh and socialize so you can you're kind of forced to be able to do things that you've always wanted to do so i've actually been trying to do all the things that i've wanted to do but i've always put away put off yeah, uh, and like little things, I've been like trying to pick up the 
I have a, a shelf, mate, full of books that I bought at an airport that I thought I was going to read on the plane that I've not read one page of. So I'm going to start getting through that. Uh, I started reading uh, the Nike biography, Shoe Dog. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's good. Started reading that. And also just been doing, um, just been doing things that, again, like a bit more creatively. Your wife allows you to read books? Yeah. But we have, oh. it's books that we have to choose together. And we, we, we flip the page one at a time. <laughs> also, but you know, trying to keep fit as well, man. That's tough. Trying to keep fit and trying to do some exercise is tough now, just because you can do it at home. There's no gym. There's no, there's no gym. Yeah. I don't. I usually swim, as you know that. I can't really go swimming right now. Yeah. So no, it's been it's been that. Obviously, just again, just watching a like I've been watching a bunch of stuff on Netflix and all the other streaming platforms. Again, man, it's a boon time for them. Yeah, they're doing they're doing okay. Netflix and supermarkets are doing great. Everyone else sucks. Uh, shout out actually to you did mention, you know, the people on the front line. Obviously, it's easy for us to talk about, oh, you know, boohoo, we're stuck in the house or we can't exercise or go for a swim. But this is a very serious time and we have to stay home. And there's a lot of people out there in the healthcare sector and and, and other logistics sectors that are putting their own health on the line to help people. So I know we can joke around a little bit, but definitely a shout out to everyone who actually doesn't have the choice of staying at home and being isolated and has to go out to work and the people who who are, who are doctors and nurses and working in, in health and or deliveries or anything like that or can't afford to just stay at home. We, we're joking about it, but we're definitely thinking of you guys and that's, that's the big motivator to stay home. And that's why you got to do air squats in your bedroom when you can't go swimming for now, you know? So what are you, what are you, what are you eating? cooking at home a lot actually so just making a lot of home cooked food my girlfriend's an amazing cook so she cooks a lot and i cook a little bit so yeah just just all kinds of stuff yeah not really getting at all, a lot of delivery we'll do some takeout to try and still support local business we'll get coffees sometimes some takeaway food if we can but it's about trying to find that balance between minimizing the amount of people that have touched your food if you want to play it really safe versus trying to still put some money into the economy and help out the people who are really, really hurting right now, like bartenders and and, and, and waiters and waitresses, servers, all, all chefs, cooks, cleaners, the people who don't have work now. So trying to find a balance there and trying not to go too crazy and hoarding cash and hoarding toilet paper and, and, and all of that stuff. What so. is the toilet paper situation in the Tanesky household, mate? Mate, I haven't used toilet paper to wipe my ass for years, so it's not a problem. So you were preparing for this for a long time. Mate, it's a clean break with me every single time. Like what's, I don't need. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that answer. <laughs> have you have you noticed hoarding in your, your local uh, supermarket? A little bit. Like you'll notice that like the freeze-dried pasta is always gone uh, or the rice is gone. The funny thing was we were, we were at Seatown the other day and the whole, all the pasta shelves were empty. But that alternative pasta, the brand is called Banza or Banza, oh, and yeah, it's yeah. made it from chickpea pasta. Chickpea and, pasta. Yeah. Not one box was gone; like it was yeah. fully stocked, but it was surrounded by you know empty shelves around it, which was hilarious. So, if anyone wanted to try that shit, I've tried it, didn't love it. New York has spoken; they don't like it either. So, don't waste your so money. It's funny. We're a chickpea pasta household. That and a red lentil pasta. Is that your decision or is that your wife's decision? That's actually mine, mate. Yeah, <laughs> where I um, I well, it's, it's throughout the week we're a chickpea and a lentil pasta household, and on the weekend it's back to regular pasta. 
<laughs> you go wild on the weekends by doing different types of pasta. I yeah, like it. I told you, mate. <laughs> Some of our listeners would have heard my wild stories when my wife was away, mate, putting together furniture. So you can you can paint the picture of the household. Oh, mate. It's interesting that because I saw the same thing in the stores where certain things are gone. And it's kind of funny how it's all kind of the same stuff. And essentially, as a species or as a civilization, we kind of all think the same. We all kind of all live very similar lives, right? Like everyone kind of all looks at the same stuff. Yeah. And it's funny, I think as a result of this, people will learn a thing or two and perhaps act differently in the future as they figure out, oh, no, wait a minute, we don't just need 20 pounds of rice or whatever, like we'll think a bit differently. And honestly- the- Do you think people will act differently generally across the board after this is done? Yeah, that's. I think that's a whole conversation in all the things that are going to change in terms of hygiene, personal hygiene and also hygiene in public, how we interact with each other, how businesses operate. I think there's going to be a lot of changes and that conversation could go a million different ways depending on what you want to focus. But I think at the personal level, people might just figure out you know, okay, how do I act when it comes to food? One thing I've noticed, which was a really pleasant surprise was at least with this particular issue or or this particular pandemic, the supply chain for food hasn't really been interrupted. So I still go to the, the supermarket every, like I try and go every four or five days, try and space it out, but the shelves are always fully stocked. So I'm actually never concerned about not being able to buy fresh food or enough food to cook or whatever. Whereas like when I got back to New York, I was in Australia for two weeks right before this. And I got back to New York on the 16th of March, so a little over two weeks ago. First thing I did was, because I'd only heard what I heard on the news, I went to the bodega and I bought freeze-dried pasta and rice because I was like, I don't know what else to get, you know? We haven't even used that shit that I bought two weeks ago because we've just been cooking fresh food and stuff. So that's been the nice surprise is like, you know what? There's food at the supermarket. I can stay in my house. I can cook. I can call my mate Ruben so he can tell me about how he's wasted the last week and a half not watching Tiger King. Everything's all right. So I do think about what will happen after this is all done, whether people's behaviors are going to change. I think a lot of it probably won't because that's just who we are as human beings. I think you're right. I think people will start to take personal hygiene, take a little more care with that Yeah, uh, across the board. I also do think, I, I want to know whether there's going to be, and I, I'm sure this will happen, right? Once it's all done, there'll be a lot of finger, people are going to, people, because naturally that's just who we are, will start try to find something to pin this on. And I suspect what it'll be pinned on is, well, why do we have these pandemics coming from parts of the world where we have open, you know, meat markets or what have you, which isn't the, it's neither here nor there, right? It's not really the the the, the reason, but I, I suspect- Oh, it's absolutely the reason, yeah, but as in, I, I don't think it's fair to go and, you know, hey, Wuhan, close down all your markets. But I think what's going to happen is, um, or maybe it is, I don't know. But I think what's going to happen, there definitely will be when the dust all settles on this, people are going to turn around and be like, wait, why do we have all these pandemics? Why can't we stop it from happening at the source? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you probably can't close the markets down, but perhaps the Chinese government is going to have to be better at enforcing better hygiene practices. Yeah. And I was actually talking about this today. I think, yeah, the dust is going to have to settle first, but eventually I think there will be international pressure on China to do something better about this. Unfortunately, with the Chinese government, you're not really ever going to know the truth as to what they've done, but I think there's going to be pressure on it. And I think at the very least, maybe what Western, not maybe not Western governments, but any government, any country outside of China can say to the Chinese government is sort your shit out. Otherwise, the next time we hear even a peep about this stuff, 
we're banning all travel to your country. Yeah. And, that, and that's just going to devastate your economy over and over. And China and the Chinese government are going to have to rebuild trust from its own people and the rest of the world if they want that tourist dollar, if they want companies to do business there. They're going to have to do something that to make the rest of the world trust them again. I think that's going to happen. I, I wouldn't. I would say it's just. I think it'd be anywhere where typically we see these pandemics or new strains of influenza or new strains of any virus come from. People are going to. There's going to be a lot more uh, scrutiny around that. Um, I also think there's going to be. What's your thoughts on how we go back to socially interacting after this? Obviously, the day after social distancing measures lift are lifted, it'll be absolute carnage in the city carnage <laughs> absolute carnage the the taps quite literally will run dry but you know a couple of days after that i just i just wonder because I, I think the virtual stuff is actually going pretty well i think from a business standpoint a lot of companies are going to realize that they can do business remotely and the one thing that i hope happens is companies have a more flexible working from home policy where when people aren't feeling well or are feeling a little bit sick, they don't feel compelled to go into the office. They have the capability and the support from management to just work from home. Because that's part of the other issue with flu season is everyone who's sick, who should stay home still gets on the train and goes into the office and gets other people sick, right? So it doesn't matter whether it's coronavirus or some, something else or something or more typical cold, if we just have people staying home more often in the winter when they're a bit sick and they're supported and allowed to do that by the companies, I think that's going to be a huge win for society and for people's health. I don't think it'll happen that quickly. I just think, I think companies are going to say, I think there'll be a need, some industries will be okay with it, but the ones which have always been uh, stuffy about people being in the office and FaceTime and all that good stuff or bad stuff will it'll be a knee-jerk reaction. They'll be like, everyone's been out of the office, everyone in the office, and then it'll, you'll probably... I think over time, maybe, I think in the next... If the dust settles in, let's say, four months, I think six months after that, companies are going to want everyone or everyone in, in the office there just to make up for what is perceived to be a lack of uh, productivity. Well, that's where it's going to take a lot of work from home time for people to see that you can be productive. Like if we were only at home for two weeks and went back to the office, nothing would change. But we're going to be at home for about six weeks at least before potentially the end of April, things let up a little bit. Also, it's highly possible that we have ongoing lockdowns over the course of the next year before we get a vaccine. So we might be out in May for a month or two, then we might have to lock down again oh, really? in July. I've read different things that think that could potentially happen because the virus isn't just going to stop in a month. It's still going to be around and we'll slow it down. And I've just been reading some things and I don't want to be like just saying he said, she said, but the idea is if it's going to take a year to get the vaccine, which is what everybody who works in that industry is saying, then the theory or the thinking is that once we go back to normal life, after a couple of months, this will kick up again. So there's potentially going to have to be waves of social distancing and quarantining. So aside from the economical and social impacts of that, just from a work from home perspective, I think over the next year, a lot of companies are going to be doing a lot of work from home. So I think there's going to be enough of it that it might change some behaviors for, for good. That'd be great. If you're a company from, from just a cost perspective, it's just a hell of a lot easier if everyone just works from home. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all for it, mate. I haven't, I haven't worn pants in three days. It's amazing. There you go. If, if ever there was a reason. <laughs> My, my, be there was a reason. my best thing is, mate, yesterday I had a bath for the first time since maybe I was a child. I got in the bathtub. Here's the kicker. 
I had that bath yesterday at 3 p.m. and I dialed into a call and I contributed and no one had any idea that I was I was neck deep in water, mate. It was amazing. So look, there are nice benefits. The real question is how many people were on that call that were also in a bath? <laughs> You're right. I'm assuming great everyone- if it's like if, if if you could flick a switch and see where everyone is actually is. Did you see that video of that Zoom conference where it was some company had a had a Zoom teleconference video conference? And there was like 10 people on it. And there was one chick who took her laptop into the bathroom, took her pants down and started taking a shit. Yeah, I saw that. I saw, here's my thing. I I have a distinct distrust of the internet. So I'm like, how many of these are real? No, because it's not funny if it's staged. I don't like, it's funny if it's not staged, then yeah, it's hilarious. The early days of YouTube was great because most of that stuff wasn't staged. People didn't know what to do, right? So most of it was like on the fly. Now you don't know. So I'm like, I'm sorry. You it and your cynical you and I'm your cynical, cynical yeah. mind. Let me finish. <laughs> you and your cynical mind just ruined that video for me. Thank you very much. I was gonna share this lovely moment with you. I know what the moment is. It's I get it. It's like, oh right, okay. Someone's on the uh, on the toilet instead of being there. Ha ha. But it's not funny if it's if it was staged. If everyone's in on the joke, there is no joke. It's how you want to experience it. In my mind, that was real. And that made me smile. And that's all that matters. <laughs> that is all that matters. <laughs> I love how you, you do, do you picture me watching like stand up on Netflix? Like, that didn't happen. Yeah. Bullshit story. Bullshit. Dave Chappelle wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you may be a cynic, but between now and the next time we chat, you need to watch Tiger King. It'll turn you into a believer. Too many people have told me to watch this. So I'm going to have to watch it now. I actually might watch it tonight. I watched episode one of Westworld and pretty solid first episode <laughs> i'm i'm already up to date so i'm not going to say anything yeah because- but i'm like this is i was worried and for for listeners who've not watched westworld we're not a westworld pod so we can spoil it no no shut <laughs> up dude i won't i won't spoil it we're not a westworld podcast <laughs> i i won't spoil it but you know when you see a tv a, a show that's like had a really good two seasons and the premise you're not sure how they're going to take it. Like with Lost, you didn't know how they're going to take it in season three and four. I feel like these guys, are, these guys have done a really good job of creating a storyline now that I'm like, oh, actually I'm reinvested now in this new storyline. I agree. I agree. If you've not watched Westworld, you should watch it. It's a really good show. And this is the guy who was making fun of me for pumping up HBO on our last episode. All right. Yeah, but now I have also the contract. So, <laughs> All right, mate, let's sign off. Do you want to leave a message to anybody listening? all our commute listeners out there stay safe stay healthy uh stay socially distant from everyone around you especially those guys in new york city um adam you already said before but just to reiterate for all of those guys on the front line um best wishes with you um also stay safe and healthy and thank you very much thanks mate all i will say stay safe mate stay in brooklyn do uh go for a run outside mate i am the safest i am the safest i will ever be yeah, you do look pretty safe. And what I'll say to anyone listening out there, hopefully everyone's figured this out. So it sounds like a no-brainer. And if it sounds like a no-brainer, that's a good thing. But for those that don't think this, this is so fucking serious. We've never seen this in our lives. Let's be smart. Let's stay home. Let's save some lives. And let's get through this together. And also give me a call on FaceTime. Let's chat. So yeah. All right, Ruby. I will give you a call on FaceTime. I'm blowing kisses. There you go. I can see it too. I I can't wait for we can do this back in person. Can't wait till I can tap you on the bottom again. And that's what I meant. (laughs) Ciao, buddy. Ciao.